1: In Hell Week and in SEAL training, they want to make you panicked. They want to put you in a situation of stress. They want to question why are you here. They want to put you in a dark spot that makes you question your own sanity. And they do that very well. And if you don't have the proper tools, you're going to quit. You have to learn and have control over your own thoughts. If you can't control your own thoughts, and you have negative thoughts in there, you have to make a negative, a positive, to get through everything in life.
0: One of the things that happens in our lives is that everybody, all the time, has a conversation that's happening in their head with themselves. This is self-talk. We're always kind of talking to ourselves as we go through our lives. This self-talk is gonna happen in your life. You can't turn it off, but what you can do is you can turn it in your favor. What they taught us, my great master chief, Navy SEAL, Will Guild taught me, and what Olympic athletes learn, what great elite performers learn, is that really good self-talk is often very short and very practical. So if people say to themselves little things, they say, stay tough, good job, do it again, focus. And what you can do is that through a practice of actually honing your self-talk, you can actually build self-talk that helps you in those moments of great hardship and difficulty.
1: Hell week is 130 hours of continuous training in my first hell week early on I got injured I Got rolled back to day one week one and this time they said to me You're only gonna get one more chance to go through no matter if you get injured no matter what happens only one more chance Through this period of time. I was developing this thing called my own personal cookie jar things that went through in my life that I overcame positive things, negative things, whatever it was, I was still here. I was overcoming them. So when things got hard for me, I was able to go in my mental cookie jar and remember, hey, I survived what my dad did to me. Hey, I survived what the kids at school did to me. My dialogue was proper. Even the hardest people in the world forget who they are when times get bad. That mental cookie jar is where you can go through and remind yourself versus panicking and quitting. And usually, whatever's in front of you isn't as big as we make it out to be. We start to make these very small things enormous because we allow our minds to take control and go away from us. We have to regain control of our mind and that's what the cookie jar is. It's gaining control of a situation that isn't that big. Most situations in life aren't that big, and if they are that big, usually we can find the strength to handle them just through having the right mental process. Now here's what's also
0: important to keep in mind, is that self-talk only works if it's tied to real practice in the world. If you go to to the big game and you just start talking yourself up, you're not gonna believe your own talk because you know that you haven't actually practiced and prepared. Self-talk without discipline practice is just self-delusion. But if you're willing to practice hard and you're willing to push yourself, and at the same time, you're willing to build a mental toughness technique of having the right self-talk, it helps you in those moments of hardship to find a way through.
1: I can give you a class all day long about self-talk, visualization, eat an elephant one bite at a time, arousal control. But if you're never putting yourself in a situation to actually practice these things, you're never gonna grow. How you gain mental toughness, how you become the person you want to be is constantly facing the things that you don't want to face.
2: I don't think you can get better unless you're willing to get uncomfortable. Having lived with someone that was a Navy SEAL, his name is David Goggins, the mindset was just fascinating. But the time that I invited David to come live with us, I just wasn't getting better. I was doing the same thing every day. Like so many of us, wake up, go to work, come home, have dinner, repeat. I just wanted to get off autopilot, and I thought that he would be a great way to get in good shape, but also to just mix up my routine and get better. He had a motto, if it doesn't suck, we don't do it, and that was his way of every day forcing us to get uncomfortable, to figure out what our baseline was and what our comfort level was, and just turning it upside down. One of the things that David said to me, when your mind is telling you you're done, you're really only 40% done.
1: In life, like a car, a lot of cars have governors on them. Let's say the speedometer says 130 miles an hour. You put a governor on a car, it may only go 91 miles an hour because that governor stops that car from going 130. We do the same thing to our brain. When our brain starts to go through suffering, pain, insecurities, when we start to feel uncomfortable with ourselves, our brain gives us a way out. And that way out is usually quitting or taking the easier route. Everybody has a wall in their mind and it stops us from going further. Most walls have a door or a window. You have to find that. And once you open that door or that window, you'll realize how much further you can go. And you're gonna continue hitting doors and windows along this journey, but you have to have the courage to open them up to get to that 100%. So it's all about having the courage and realizing that we have a governor. We have to push past that governor and past our own mind games. People don't have limits. We put limits on ourselves.
2: Get smarter faster with new videos every week from the world's biggest thinkers. And to learn
1: even more from the world's
2: biggest thinkers, Get Big Think Plus for your business.